Welcome to another episode of Season 4, Pages Lessons. If you identify as someone who is ambitious, curious about life, and is a badass, you've come to the right place. This mini-series is specifically dedicated toward helping you explore your own unique healing journey. As a board-certified life coach, I made it my life's work to encourage and guide my clients to build a dream lifestyle and overcome any obstacles so they can feel more aligned with their most authentic self. As this season is titled, The Power of Healing, in just one year alone, I personally have participated in several different modalities beyond talk therapy that have truly transformed my life, and I can't wait to share them with you. In every episode, I will interview an expert that is a master of their craft, and they will break down a specific way to heal through their unique services. As a mental health advocate, I'm so excited to have these conversations that will bring you closer to optimal health and well-being. Together, we will discover how we define healing, what does healing actually look like, and feel like into practice. Make sure to listen to all the episodes of this season, stay open-minded, and remember, healing is a process, not an event. If we can take one step at a time, one feeling at a time, we'll walk through this discomfort and into the rest of our lives. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Paige Mitchell and I am so grateful you tuned in to this season where we're talking about how to expand and explore your own healing journey by learning a variety of different modalities. My guest today is Alina Nikishina, entrepreneur support coach, mentor, and subconscious mind practitioner. Alina is passionate about helping service-based impact-driven entrepreneurs to discover their own unique way of growing a successful business and to overcome any resistance and self-sabotage they may encounter along the way. When she's not geeking out about business and enjoying work with the subconscious mind, she loves to go down the spiritual rabbit hole and metaphysical topics. She lives in Pacific Northwest nature, connecting with loved ones, traveling, and playing board games and adventure games. I asked Alina to come on the show because A, she has been a wonderful support to me. We met actually online through a online coaching group. And when we did our like one-on-one Zoom, just like getting to know you, I immediately just felt a spark of, oh my God, this woman has so much, like our stories are very similar. Our values are very similar just such a real and authentic person that I immediately felt like I could be myself. And Alina just has this like presence about her that is so calming. And you, I just feel really safe around her. And so as coaches and online coaches, right? In entrepreneurship, we've grown together in our business and Although we treat different demographics, we're still exploring this together. And when she went on the path of hypnosis and really diving into the subconscious mind, that really intrigued me. And I just wanted to support her 100%. And then she went into core transformation training, which you'll hear about in this episode. So we're actually talking about two different topics. This is a very special episode where we're going to get into core transformation and we're going to get into hypnosis. So what I really liked also about this episode 
is right away because I ask my guests a question, the same question every episode, which is what did you dream when you were a kid that you wanted to be when you grew up? And just her answer really blew me away and really like checked my own privilege. Um, So I can't wait for you to hear us talk about that. And I'm just so proud of Alina. You know, I've seen her over the years grown and transform her business and her spirituality. She has such resistance in her resistance, resilience. She has resilience in her life. And just with this transition of what she used to be doing to where she is now, I'm I'm just so proud of her, of her her role model, her confidence, just like she she's it. And, you know, hypnosis especially is a very, I think, at least to me in like the westernized culture, it seems like taboo slash not a lot of people know about it. And it's not just like stage presence, right? Where it's like stage hypnosis where it's like, okay, here's like a fucking clock and you're, you know, watch the pendulum swing and then you'll dance like a chicken or whatever. So we break some of those myths, but I also in this episode break down for you what she has helped me. So I engaged in her services and she has transformed my life with um, hypnosis and core transformation. Overall, for me, it's I've gotten to a point of harmony and balance with myself, just being whole and acknowledging that I am whole on its own. I am fucking complete. I don't have to achieve anything. I don't have to do anything and just truly believe that I'm supported. Everything will be okay. And Alina has definitely helped me along that journey. So let's get into it. I'm so excited for you to hear about it. Hey, Alina, how are you? I'm really good. Good. How about you? Good. Thank you so much for being here and saying yes to being a guest on the show. Before we start our conversation, please tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself. And my go-to question that I ask every guest is, guest is what is one dream you had growing up as a kid oh okay well (laughs) as as you've already kind of given a little bit of my bio I won't go deeply into it but I live in Washington state in the Pacific Northwest moved here a couple years ago it's been amazing living in nature you came to visit me talked a little bit about it um it's just been fantastic and over the last few years, I've really been focusing on career-wise, growing my coaching practice and getting into subconscious mind modality work that we're going to dive into in this episode today. Um, and let's see what I do. But before that, I was an accountant. So um, that that's what I did for my career before getting into all this stuff. And just in the last few years, a lot has changed in my life. Um, you know, with this move to the Pacific Northwest and getting married um, you know, had some changes in my family that were challenging and yeah, growing a whole different career. So these modalities, as we'll get into, have been imperative for me to continue to stay resilient um, through all of this change. So, and you said, can you repeat your question again? With yeah, of course. Childhood thing. Yeah, of course. What was one dream you had for yourself growing up as a kid? One dream that I had. 
man. You know, it was interesting because so I'm originally from Russia and I <laughs> like I'm thinking about how as a kid, I didn't really think too far ahead into the future. And what was coming up for me as you were asking that was like, I knew that I wanted to make my parents happy. Like that's wow. what that's what first came up was like, I, I knew I needed to be a good daughter and to be someone who was like independent and a good student and all of these things. And funnily enough, that's what I proceeded to do. Um, but we moved to America when I was about nine. So like a whole new world opened up for me and a lot of, a lot of dreams that I didn't think I had opened up for me. Cause I, I remember when we first moved here, it was like all these kids were running around going like, I don't know, in elementary school, they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like that question was not really asked when I was in Russia in school. Um, it was just more of like, you're going to be what's needed in society, not like you get to dream and run, you know? Um, so it was really interesting to see kids being like, I can do whatever I want. And like, you can. Interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> this is explaining so much about like, I'm, I love our relationship because I learn about you all the time and every interaction, you know, and I mean, we are pretty new friends within the, you know, couple years. So that's warranted that we're going to keep learning. But I think just at, just from that cultural perspective of as a kid being over here on the, you know, Westernized that you're allowed to dream and what you just said, I can do that. So how amazing that you're in this profession now of encouraging your clients to go for their dreams and feeding, I don't know, maybe I'm projecting, but you're kind of feeding that kid in you of like, yeah, baby Alina, you can do that. I'm an adult, whatever. Like we can keep doing this. Yeah. Well, you, you know, we've had these like spiritual discussions and I think that the, I, I think my trajectory in life of like growing up in such a Mm, I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> the word that was coming to me was oppressive, but I don't know that it's that dramatic. It's just not, it's, uh, it's not so open to being like, you can do anything, you can be anything, like your creative, unique essence is celebrated. Like that's not, that's not the environment that I grew up in, but until I came to America and I was like, I saw it. And I, and I saw this whole freedom thing happening, right? And I was like, oh my God, people here just get to like speak what they want to speak and express what they want to express. And there's ind individuality is somehow celebrated. I know we have our challenges with social injustices and like racism and stuff like that, but it's still welcomed. It's more welcomed here than in other parts of the world. Um, so yeah, but I, if I could think about like one of those videos that I recorded in elementary school, it would probably be like, I said I was a, wanted to be a veterinarian or a dancer or something. I, but it wasn't anything like serious. I love it. Thank <laughs> you so much. I love that that question. Just like, oh, I went really deep. I was like, mm. I was not expecting that. Like that was just like a go-to. But like, way to check my privilege though of how I assume that everyone had a dream as a kid. And not saying you didn't have a dream, but just what you were saying, it wasn't open-minded. Um, in that culture and yeah so thank you for just reminding me not only everyone has different 
experiences, especially childhood experiences. But like, I just, I'm happy to see this dream of yours and you are continuing to dream and have these you know visions of what you wish to create and that's why you're kind of in this space and so let's get into you know learning more about you and the type of work you do and my goal for this season is to educate the listeners more on how we define healing especially because this whole year for me moving out to California has been a healing journey. So my intention is to interview experts like you to share their words of wisdom and talk about their craft or their modalities. And I think it's just really powerful that, you know, there's just traditional therapy. That's how you get over things. That's how you fix things is go to therapy and as much as I'm pro-therapy, there's other ways to heal. There's other options and opportunities that can also be simultaneous with therapy. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on your work, which is subconscious modality work. Um, what led you to this space? You know, what made you really interested in doing this work and maybe even clarify what that means, right? Subconscious modality. Yeah, sure. Well, just to quickly clarify what I mean by subconscious modality, it's working with the subconscious mind. So modalities like hypnosis and core transformation that we're going to get into, like neuro-linguistic programming, NLP for short, people may have heard of that before, Um, but it's basically modalities that work directly with your subconscious mind, which is where um, all of your habits are stored, your deepest beliefs are stored, basically everything that you do on autopilot that you don't have to consciously think about, which is the majority of your actions that you take every day, that is stored in the subconscious mind. Um, And sometimes doing the conscious work, like coaching, uh, where we just have a conversation and I ask you questions and you go, huh, didn't think about it that way, right? Sometimes that, that conscious work is not enough to help you make shifts in your life that you need to make in order to move forward because a lot of these um programmed patterns and habits have been formed when you were very young likely before age nine or age eight I and mean, there's different people who talk different ages but um so usually by the time you get around to actually doing something about them you're probably in your late 20s 30s, sometimes much later, 60s, 70s, there's people who are um, doing this work very late in their life. Um, I I believe it's never too late to like become aware and take responsibility for making shifts in your life towards living a life that you actually want to live and um, reducing suffering in your life that maybe we choose unconsciously. Uh, So to your question, how did I get into this work? So I I started learning about coaching. I got a coaching certification. And as I was starting to build out this business, there was a lot that started coming up for me um, in my entrepreneurship journey. It's like when you start to build a personal brand, all your stuff bubbles up to the top, like <laughs> because you're not just selling a product on a shelf that's not you, you're selling, I know you're not selling yourself technically, but you kind of are like, you're selling, um, you have a unique frequency of expression, 
you have a unique background, you have skills, uh, you know, the person is signing up to basically work with you because you have, there's some way that you, that, that you uh, present yourself in the world that they're like, I resonate with that, right? So that's when all of this stuff about like self-worth and um, am I good enough, especially like for me, this is tying into the question from the beginning. I wanted to be a good student. I wanted to be um, someone that could make my parents proud. For me, being really good at what I do is really important. It's really important for me to be integral. And in a way, I like I started this career. I decided I wanted to be a coach uh, in summer of 2020. So, and I took the six month certification and I felt so much better after that certification. I was like, yes, like I know how to coach now. But in a way, I'm, I was still a baby coach. I'm not a master coach. And there's all these people around me being like, you need to be an expert. You need to make yourself out to be this, um, <laughs> you know, basically like you, you know, you stand strong and that you have everything and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but I, but I'm still new. And there was a lot of times when I got down on myself. Anyway, I'm not going to like go through all the, the challenges that I've experienced, but there was a lot of challenges with like self-worth patterns that kept coming up with money, with self-concept with just you name it and I remember talking to a friend and I was expressing these things like okay I'm joining these coaching containers and they keep being like well stop thinking that way just stop it so okay if you have this thought come up that goes I'm not good enough you just stop it and you go I am good enough and that that's going to fix it and I was like it's not fixing it and I'm trying really hard and it's not working and this friend was like, well, that's because it's like a subconscious belief and like, you need to work on a deeper level. And I was like, what does that mean? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I started to, well, I got into this other coaching program where they were, um, they had that subconscious work as part of their, you know, curriculum. And that's when I learned about hypnosis and I actually met my hypnosis teacher in that group and stuff. So that's that's the first thing that I dove into because I was like obviously when you have tried everything and you have thought your way through something and it's still happening for you and you're like I thought I fixed that thought I addressed that and it's still popping up in your life there is something you're not aware of that's still running on autopilot in your brain that's creating that reality for you because when we say that we are creators of our reality, <laughs> part of that is because we literally have a certain set of glasses that we all wear, lenses that we see life through, right? I look outside and it's raining and I say, what a peaceful, calming day. And someone next to me could say, that's shit. I hate rain. It makes me feel depressed. So who's right, you know? Is it me that thinks it's calming and the most amazing thing in the world or the person who thinks it's depressing? Like neither of us are right. It's how we choose to perceive what's happening, right? Absolutely. So um, I feel like I got kind of lost in my train of thought there. <laughs> That's all right. I think if I were to summarize, at least, you know, you were talking about hypnosis, but with your journey, which by the way, I, I love you for so many reasons, but one of them is how similar our story is 
in terms of like, not even our, it's not our background, but it's how we experienced coaching for the first time and our limiting beliefs and just our core values are so similar. So I think you and I connected very quickly because I was like, oh my God, this girl is literally saying what I'm thinking. And um, so I completely relate to everything you're saying. And it sounds like once you got that epiphany of like, oh shit, subconscious work is going to change the game. Let's fucking full send. And, you know, you got certified, you got into hypnosis. And so, yeah, let's lead then to what interested you into core transformation. Yeah. So the hypnosis was really interesting and I'm just one of those people that really likes to dig in further. Like if I'm, if I'm going to learn one thing, I'm going to research more, perhaps maybe, you know, you can have an episode on human design or something, but I do believe that it's part of my design, human design to investigate, dig deep, and also have a lot of experiences. Like it's not okay for me to just learn like one modality and be like, this is it. This is all I got. Um, (laughs) (laughs) because I want to be able to serve people um, on many different levels and meet them where they're at, because hypnosis may not be the best modality for everyone. Um, And core transformation may not either. However, I've found, and the teachers that I'm learning from have found, it actually can be something that can be applied to pretty much many different things. And it can be adjusted, even if like the original uh, the way you do the modality is not working. It can be adjusted to like help the client um, come to resolve. So, and how I found it was by serendipity. You know, I'm just always looking out for opportunities of like, what can I learn? What can I, you know, what can I study next? And it was uh, like someone was talking about it on social media. They were talking about something called eye movement integration. And um, I was like, what the hell is that? So I Googled it and Andreas NLP came up, the company. And I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. And I clicked out of it. And then a week later, I was listening to like a lecture uh, from just the hypnosis conference or something. And he was like, by the way, everything I'm teaching here is from a book uh, from Connie Ray Andreas called Wholeness or something like that from Andreas NLP. I was like, okay, Andreas NLP. He's popping <laughs> so- up. Yeah. So I re I went to their website. I reached out to them and I said, you know, this is what I want to do in my career. This is like how I want to help people. What do you recommend that I do? And they're like, we recommend that you go through the core transformation training. So I was like, okay. And then I get into the training uh, and I start going through the videos and I'm like, crap, I learned this process or at least a portion of it in my coach training. And I went back to my coach training notes and it said like, thanks to Andreas NLP for, you know, contributing this process. I was like, oh my God, it was already there. (laughs) All the stars are aligning to Andreas. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, and when I started going through it, I was like, oh my God, this is aligned. This is so aligned with who I am as a person Um, because this process is not a, it's not it's different in the fact that like, I feel like a lot of self-development work, um, I know that this is not the case. It's not the, what I'm about to say is not the, it's not what's actually happening, but it could be seen as this sometimes is that like, oh, you have fear 
and oh, you don't feel good about yourself. Let's fix that. You know, that's not good. You shouldn't have fear. We should fix that. And it's like, yeah, that's great. You know, we can, uh, <laughs> we can help you overcome fear so that you can move towards your goals. I'm not saying that releasing that is bad or anything, but also I just feel like the self-development industry somehow profits sometimes off of making you feel like you're not enough or that you're not whole already yep. or that um, you're broken and need fixing. Oh, and yeah. I'm just, I'm really not like, so that's the whole pain point marketing thing too, right? It's like, oh, you're, you know, you, you get, you start to, uh, you wake up in the morning and then you start to work on your computer and you think, oh, I can't show up on social media. I'm too scared. And then you get into your fear and it feels really crappy in your body. Like, mm. I don't know. I just feel like I've seen sales pages that are like that. And yeah, I agree. I think this is leading in really well to healing because that is like, you know, self-help buzzword um, healing. Right. And that's kind of why I wanted to go into this season is and hear different perspectives about it because I agree with you and just as a mental health advocate in general I have a lot of distaste for self-help shit because of what you're saying it's capitalism let's keep let's keep the (laughs) let's keep the people down so they can buy our shit yeah um, I think and so like you said like if something's broken it needs to be fixed and I think that's gonna let's let's talk about how you define healing mm-hmm. and is that something where you feel like oh I'm healed we're done like share <laughs> share with me your thoughts around the word healing how you define it and why it's important yeah well to me it's about harmony harmony is about balance finding balance and wholeness within yourself so knowing that you are already a whole person and that there's maybe some things that need to come into more harmony in in your life because like all of these things like fear self-doubt anger frustration worry anxiety stress all of these things you wouldn't know the opposite of that you wouldn't know peace love bliss joy whatever without the other like we have duality in this world so even when you are in your full bliss you know uh my my spiritual mentor always likes to refer to this the the yin and yang symbol uh there's always a little dot on each side so like on the white side there's a little black dot which means that it's never fully white so you're never fully in bliss. <laughs> There's always a dot of whatever the opposite is of that because it needs it. It it needs it to create harmony. There's always needs to be a balance. So um, that's usually why it's it's just not it's not realistic. Not realistic. It's not it's not even in harmony if you're in bliss all the time. You're probably no longer a human if you are. Because the, the, you're not having a broad sense, you're not having a broad experience of your like human experience. Mm-hmm. Some days are going to be amazing and blissful. And yeah, maybe you can even be consistently in periods of deep content and inner peace. Like I would say that for the most part in my life, I can feel content and inner peace. And then there's parts of my life and moments in my days, maybe even 
where I don't feel that anymore. I, and it's because I'm a human. It's not because I'm broken. I need healing. It's because <laughs> I'm a human and I have a broad experience or broad uh, range of experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was also listening to a podcast earlier today and I really liked how this woman was talking about it. She was talking about layers of an onion peeling and a deepening. So healing is not, she said, healing is not going up to the top of a mountain and succeeding at something. It's deepening. So just when you think that you've peeled a layer and you went, oh, you know, there's that little self-doubt layer. There's probably a lot deeper that you can go into like self-acceptance and self-love that you than you ever thought before yes you've peeled those layers but there's deeper like there's even deeper there's always deeper and when you when you don't have anything more to do <clears throat> you're probably not going to be here anymore because there's there's no reason for you to be a human like <laughs> this is a spiritual belief that i have is like we're here to learn and we're here to grow and mm-hmm. when we stop learning and growing th- we stop living oh my god i love that so. so you touched on healing and that we all deserve and are are we working towards harmony? Yeah. And you then touched on how healing is deepening, not just a checklist or a top of the mountain point of view. And I love that. And I think one of the things I'm quoting you from a while ago, you shared that I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm kind of on, I'm on board with this idea that we are souls. And so as humans that actually have touch and taste, and it reminds me of that Disney movie soul. Um, but since we're humans, we can actually experience and touch and smell and taste and that's how we're gonna live because the soul it it needs that we're we're in these shells yeah so to to feel mm -hmm. to feel to to experience all the senses agreed it's like it's kind of like so some things that I've read, right? I can't, I can't prove this. I haven't been aware of my death or anything. Um, but like I've, I've read where when you, when you pass and you transition from your physical vessel, you basically come to a knowing of everything. Like, you know, everything. So imagine like if you read all the books in the world and like gathered up the entire internet into your brain and you could basically ask a question and then go, oh, I know the answer to that. Right. But knowing and embodying are different things. And that's the thing, right? It's like, I've never, uh, I've never like broken a bone before I fractured a bone. So I imagine that it would be painful, um, but I don't know. I've never done it. Mm. So I don't really know what it's like. Yeah. And that's really confirming healing and that everyone's going to experience it differently. Everyone's going to have their own interpretation and cool. I'm yeah. There's also, there's also like a thing that I don't necessarily want to get into here, but that um, some people are not even here to heal. 
Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, you know, I don't think it's, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Go into that a little bit more. Uh, I just mean, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't put a blanket statement that like everyone, every single soul that has incarnated here is here for the purpose of learning and growing and healing. I think oh. a lot of us are probably the people who are listening to this podcast are because otherwise they wouldn't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, but no, you're right. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not just a rabbit hole that I threw out there that we, we don't love rabbit holes. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's uh, let's shift to talking about with the subconscious um let's talk about the modality of um hypnosis Mm -hmm. and can you share a little bit about um maybe just the type of hypnosis you know work that you do Mm -hmm. and then I want to get into um something that you you know, gave me as a hypnosis track and sharing my experience with that. But first, maybe like get into what is it and even like debunking some things about hypnotism. Sure. Yeah. So there's different kinds of hypnosis, different modalities. And of course, people are probably most familiar with what's called stage hypnosis, which is the stuff that you see on stages and in movies and things like that, right? Where people are, uh, there's some dude usually and he's, saying something and all of a sudden they drop their heads and then all of a sudden they're like clucking like chickens and dancing and whatever they're doing right so that's totally not what I do (laughs) I don't do stage I do transformational hypnosis and um one moment um yeah and then what we do is I meet with my clients and I ask them about their goals. So it kind of starts out like coaching, right? Of like, what is it that you want in your life? And then we talk about what's been holding you back from having this thing, right? Usually it's one of three categories. It comes down to, um, well, it, it all really comes down to your thoughts, but we'll talk about, you know, what kind of looping thoughts do you have that occur throughout the day about yourself, about the situation, um, about the future, about the past, you know, what do you have as far as habits? Like what habits are contributing to you staying in this situation? Um, what habits do you want to have? And same with the beliefs, right? Like, or what thoughts, what thoughts do you want to have instead of thinking to yourself, oh, I suck, (laughs) right? What do you want to believe? Um, and then also feelings. So what feelings are you most accustomed to feeling on a daily basis? So if you are in constant state of stress or anxiety or worry, um, you are probably addicted to those feelings. And it's it's kind of wild. I mean, this comes from Joe Dispenza's work. He talks about a chemical cocktail in your body. Uh, so these are all like the hormones and the that are flowing throughout your whole body, right? That your brain produces, that your hormone, the glands produce. <clears throat> and basically, whenever you start to feed your body thoughts, subconsciously, usually you're not like choosing them all the time, consciously, they're producing certain feelings in your body. And then if you feel that on a consistent basis, regular basis, 
um, those chemicals are kind of like, they, they need to be in your body in order for you to feel like, like this is just a regular part of the day, right? And so when you decide, you know what, um, I'm gonna remove myself from the situation or something like that, thinking that it's just the situation that's creating these feelings in your body. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it resolves it. But other times people find that they'll still continue to feel like, okay, a good example would be, let's say you have a really stressful job, right? And you're in constant like stress, go mode, and then you go on vacation and then people say, I can't relax. Why? They're not working technically. Let's just say, let's just assume you're not working. I know some people take their work, but like you're on a beach with a drink. You're chilling. There's no reason for you to feel stressed right now, but your body is used to feeling stress on a consistent basis. So you continue to feel stress. So that's just, that's the summary of it is that we have this conversation about like, what is happening for you on repeat? What are the patterns in your life that you're noticing that you would like to shift? Mm -hmm. And then once we identify what you want to shift, we identify how you want to shift it, what you want to shift it to. I get the words from you for that, uh, you as the client. And then I create a, what's called a hypno hypnosis script. So hypnosis script is basically just... Um, words on a word document that <laughs> I write, write, write so that I can then repeat them to you kind of like a guided meditation and that you then listen to daily for an extended period of time. Because as I was saying before, consistency and repetition is how the body and the brain learns. So if you're used to consistently feeling a certain way, thinking a certain way, eventually that's going to become automatic, meaning your subconscious is going to register that as a habit, right? Um, <clears throat> so if we apply that logic to the hypnosis, the more you listen to these audio tracks, if you stay consistent and regular, it's inevitable that your mind is going to adopt those beliefs as automatic and that whatever feelings because my, my, my hypnosis scripts are also focused on having you feel things in the body. So the more you practice feeling those feelings in your body, the more consistently you can have those feelings. Yeah. So when you go on vacation, perhaps you can actually relax mm. and you can relax more at work. Yes. I love that you combine pretty much your coaching training with these sessions of like, okay, this is what we're going to create for you based on your words, what you want to feel, what's going on. And it just sounds like, you know, you mentioned this earlier, but the subconscious work with this is a catalyst for change. Like it's just speeding up the process faster versus just like talking it out, which talking it out, hell yeah, absolutely beneficial. We need we need yeah. the juice, we need the meat, but we also need to work on the subconscious. So I wanted to share quickly that you made a track for me and uh, we worked together for a little bit of just me sharing with you what I was going through and, you know, talking to you about my limiting beliefs that I had. And, you know, I read, you know, so after 
you know, we kind of hashed that out of what I wish to create. And then you sent me the script to review before you recorded. And I read it and I just started crying because of how detailed and customize you made it. I don't know how long it takes you to make these things. You don't have to talk about it, but I just was so thought like so grateful for how thoughtful you were and how, I mean, I was crying too, because it was just, it was triggering. It was hitting all the points that we talked about. And I was like, so excited. I was like, can you just record it? Like right now, I want to listen to this right now. Like I'm so stoked. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to listen to this every day. And I did, I listened to it. I, I can't even tell you. I still like, I still listen to it. I'll say maybe like mm, four times a week now. Um, but it was religious for months and I saw change in my beliefs, in myself, in my body. Like it was amazing. And just to like share with you all too, like some of the affirmations, um, towards the end, of the track was like, I am worthy as is. So Alina, when you mentioned before about like your coaching journey and entrepreneur stuff about worthiness, that's a big thing on what I'm going through. And so just being able to recognize myself as a worthy being and saying that um, I surround, I surrender to the uncertainties of life and trust that anything that I take on, I'm resourceful. So just having these affirmations, more like attitudes of the person I want to become. And then the more you listen to it, obviously I'm doing the subconscious work, but I'm also like verbally confirming this shit is already me. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share my own experience that like your work is so powerful and really amazing of how customized it is too versus like if I go online and download some random like person's audio um it's not going to get that specific to my unique experience so I just want to like put it out there that that was amazing that's awesome thank you so much for sharing your experience yeah and you know when I work with my clients we work together for when we do specifically hypnosis only, which I'm kind of in the process of figuring out exactly how I want to blend and mend like all these, like all these modalities that I'm, that I have now. But in the past where, when I used to work with clients, we did 10 weeks um, of hypnosis. So we had a session every two weeks and sometimes I would write scripts that were like the one I wrote for you that was like very customized and yeah it does take you know quite a bit of time I'm learning I'm figuring out other ways to like figure out how to streamline it more because I do want to serve more people and be creative in that way um, and not have it take so long but sometimes I will take other scripts that I've written and just like adjust them for the situation so that it's not like an entire fresh script just written because otherwise like I could only work with like two people a month or something and I also don't want to charge like Louis Vuitton prices for everything that I do because I believe the work that I do like needs to be accessible not that I'm like a Walmart budget coach but um I don't know I just don't want to charge like five ten grand for no, that's amazing and very considerate I do. of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I love that. You know, it's not Louis Vuitton or what did you say? Um, yeah, that's what I said. Louis Vuitton. Yeah, it's not Louis I said, what's a Walmart? <laughs> We're like right in the middle here. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I just want to transition also along that token of core transformation and that I've also had sessions like that with you. 
and really getting into parts work. So you did mention earlier, right. About we, there's like, I mean, tell us more about like parts, you know, what does that really mean? And then I can share my insight of like how I separated that in my brain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we never really kind of got into what core transformation is, but core transformation was created by Connie Ray Andreas from Andreas NLP, as I was mentioning earlier. And um, it's not really an NLP modality per se, uh, but it was kind of born out of that work because that woman that created it, she actually found that some of these modalities, like NLP modalities, although they worked for a lot of people, they weren't really working for her all the time. And she was like determined to figure out ways to um, help herself through some really tough challenges she was having. So this is how this modality actually expanded and grew. Um, and yeah, it's just incredible. So what core transformation does is it looks at these thought patterns, feelings, or behaviors that we have, and it treats them as doorways. So these challenges are doorways to wholeness, healing, and resolution. So they're not actually things that you need to get rid of or cut from your life or that stand in your way. They're actually like deeper intelligence that's within you that's trying to tell you something like it has that's one of the um pillars i guess of core transformation is that we basically say that all of these uh patterns like thoughts every thought that you have um every behavior you have every feeling you have is like a part of you it's not your entire you it's a part of you so just like there's a part of me right now that's um really present with you in this conversation uh, there's a part of me that's like having a little bit of pain in my foot because I'm sitting a certain way. Like it's not, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> or like a little bit nervous or something. There's a part of me that's a little bit nervous. Yeah. It's but it's not just one mm -hmm. you there's, it's not even different versions of ourselves, but I, I like to think of that. There's a lot of voices at the conference table. And yeah. it's deciding who's going to take the lead as the, the CEO making the decisions. That's a great way of looking at it. And I'm sure as, as you listening probably are thinking, you've probably found yourself talking like, you know, part of me wants to eat this thing that's sweet, maybe. But then another part of me wants to stay healthy. Or like, a part of me wants to build a successful business. But then a part of me is scared to show up on social media. A part of me wants a lot of money, but another part of me kind of thinks money is evil. So it's internal conflicts that you have within yourself that basically usually one part wins, right? If I'll you're that, yes. Like if you want a successful business, but you're afraid to put yourself out there, you're probably not going to put yourself out there and then you won't get the successful business, right? Or you'll continue to eat the chocolate cake and not meet your wellness goals. I don't know, health goals. Right. So what we experienced, you know, with, you know, someone's like, yeah, I want to do core transformation. Like maybe walk through, summarize, like what that would look like. Maybe some of yeah. the questions you ask, um, and then I'll share about my experience. For sure. Yeah. So what we do is again, we... We don't, we don't have as deep of a conversation that we have with the hypnosis work um, because I get, I get a lot. Hypnosis work is like, 
the, the work that I do anyway, it's like digging and a lot of extraction of like, okay, and what is it that, like, when you say that you feel that way, what does that mean for you? You know, what, how do you, what, what meaning do you attach to that? What story do you attach to that? We don't do that in core transformation. We don't really, I don't really need to know a lot of detail. I don't need to know where this came from. I don't need to know any of that. We basically say, oh, you're experiencing a pattern of being afraid to show up on social media. Okay. That's the part we're going to work with today. I mean, it's a little bit deeper than that, but I'm not going to unpack everything. So then we ask the part, we, we basically assume that the part has a positive purpose, that it wants something positive and that it ultimately wants to experience what's called a core state. And a core state is a state of being that is that you can have um, despite any of your circumstances in your life. And it's not dependent on anyone or anything, even yourself. It's something that you can just kind of have. And there's not a ton of these states. Um, some of these states are like, you know, deep peace, inner peace, or um, connection with source or to God um, unconditional love or just okayness or, um, being, right. Just being, um, so I ask a series of questions to this part to, for it to basically reach this core state. And then we use the core state as a resource state that we can then apply to everything else that it kind of said that it wanted beforehand. It's like, I want, well, I want um, to know that I will be safe. Okay, what do you want that's even deeper than that? Okay, I want, uh, I, I want to rest. Okay, once you have rest, what's even deeper than that? I want peace. Okay, what's even deeper? Nothing. Okay, so peace is your core state. And then we apply that to everything else that it wanted. So we say, when you already have peace in an ongoing way, how does that enrich or transform your this habit you used to have of being afraid to show up on social media? And then they go, oh, when I'm at peace, showing up on social media feels more easy. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really simplifying this example. And then there's other, there, there's, there's other things that we do to solidify this peace, this core state of peace within your whole body. And that can feel, this, this entire process can feel just incredible to go through it. But like, once you reach that core state and integrate it into your whole body, um, it can almost be like a spiritual experience. I've, I've personally had one time that I totally did not expect this to happen. Um, I actually thought that I reached a core state, but then they asked me, what do you want that's even deeper? And then I went deeper than I thought I could go. And it was the core state was connection to source for me. And I literally, I, I can't really explain the full experience, except I felt like I was a tiny particle um, in just space, I guess. And I was so small and I could just see this. I think I could just sense this giant sun somewhere in the distance. Like, and I felt so much love and connect, like even just now thinking about it, it makes me emotional, like so much connection. And I just started like bawling on the session <laughs> and the person leading me was like, oh, oh my God. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but, but it was such a, it was such a profound experience. I don't even remember what I was working on, but I remember that, I remember that state. And actually that's one of my go-to core states is connection to source. And I think about, even though I can't get back to that 
feeling that I had or experience I had, I could still mm -hmm. sense like with every part that I work with. And every time I get that connection to source, I like, I don't know, a part of me goes back to that experience and just re-solidifies it. So thank you for sharing that as well as being a recipient recipient of your services. Like, yeah, you know, sharing, of course, you benefited from yourself as well as now that you're a guide and a practitioner too. Um, that's beautiful. And I would agree with my experience that I've had with you, you know, it changed my life in a lot of ways. I am a very visual person. So my parts have actual uh, nicknames and uh, I ended up for me making actual parts. I drew watercolors and I've even made some videos out there on social media you could watch, but that helps me kind of separate that I, the person from the problem. And um, it just gave me some distance of like, oh, okay, like 13 year old Paige is showing up right now having a tantrum. It's not Paige, it's a part of Paige. And so for me having vision or images and symbols kind of like how I said, there's all these voices at this conference table. It helped me separate that and just be more mindful of what who is this thought, what's going on, and go back to that core state. And for me, I, I mean, we've done a couple of these before, you know, there's been a lot of core states for me of inner peace, and that everything's going to be okay. And then also connection to source and the big, big word where we even talked about earlier is harmony. Harmony is a huge word for me, harmony with God, source, whatever. Because um, the minute I have that for me, nothing matters. I am totally fine. Stress completely goes away. All of it's nothing matters in the best way possible. So I, um, I also think too, with this core transformation work, I, I want you to talk about very briefly, but that you don't have, like, it's not guaranteed you're going to get to a core state because I know for me, if I'm like frustrated in that achiever mindset, oh man, I've been working on this so hard. I didn't even get the core state. Like, so maybe just talk about that too, that even though that's what we're working on and is it the goal to get to the core state? And if not, what happens, right? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And that's part of also why I really love this process is that while it is part of the process, for these parts to reach a core state yeah it's not guaranteed and like my teachers who have done this for you know a long much longer than I have um have shared stories about how for some people it took months of consistent um of consistent sessions because they just the the parts of themselves that they were working with have been have been neglected for a long time they've been protected for a long time, usually because of trauma. Um, but sometimes it's not about trauma. Like just for some reason, they don't, you know, they're not open and, and ready to evolve and grow. And I, I wanted to um, add something to what you were saying before. Technically in this process, whenever we go through, whenever we take a part through the process and we finish the process with the part, it's technically no longer a part. And it becomes integrated into the whole of your being with that core state fully present so basically that core state is now a resource and is a part of you and what the, my teachers have shared is that 
there are often many other parts who may have similar, but not exact kind of behaviors or thoughts or ways of being that may come up in the future. So it's not necessarily like a one and done thing, or you might experience um, really good results in the beginning and then something else might come up, but that's the thing what, that we mentioned before. Healing and growing is not, I'm done. It's an onion layer. So, okay, we've peeled five onion layers and you're like, oh my God, that feels so much lighter. Yes, I can go do my thing. And then once you go do your thing, guess what? You, you go to another level and you get to grow again. And sometimes you're going to, uh, probably the old patterns that you used to have are going to appear again. And you're going to go, oh, I remember that doubt. What the hell? Like, I thought I healed that. No, now you just get to experience a deeper level of like full acceptance, self-love, harmony within yourself. And yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't know, for me, for me, I think it's going to be a lifelong process, but I don't see it as like a heavy thing. I'm not like, oh God, I'm going to be healing forever. Like, no, this is just part of my life. It's like breathing to me. Like, yeah. cool. I get to, I get to heal today. I get to grow today. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. What a beautiful perspective. I get to, I'm allowed to, right? Like that's when we coach clients on gratitude and acceptance, it's noticing the semantics of our language, right? It's not a, oh, I have to go to work. I get to go to work. I get to, you know, like I have the opportunity to grow and challenge myself. Like, just, you know, having that different perspective of how we want to even view healing. And like you said, it's just like breathing, like we're doing yeah. it. It's a process. So I mean, I'm not always like, I'm not always super happy about it. Sometimes I'm frustrated. I'm like, seriously, again, like, oh God, I'm so done with this. So I'm, I don't want to like give off the wrong impression that I'm like, I'm just healing all the time and everything is great. Right. You're still healing. <laughs> it still sucks. It's not pretty, <laughs> but it, but on the other side, what we can't see yet, you know, like just thinking of, I had no expectations to how I'm going to heal. Like, it's not even about the how. Yes, this podcast is the how and the what's, what can be's. But what's so cool is after you do the work and you're still doing the work, you, you don't even know what's possible yet because we yeah. haven't done it yet so it's just really cool it's 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 ambiguity it's unknown which is hella scary but that was one of the things I wanted to have in my hypnosis track was surrendering to the uncertainties of life because that's warranted anywhere anytime um so let's wrap up here and while we're on that theme of core transformation and hip hypnotism hypnotism hypnosis is there a difference am i uh, just okay. semantics whatever semantics um is there anything anyone needs to do in terms of like prepping for that kind of work and then also aftercare yeah i mean i would say that the first step is willingness to create change in your life so this isn't like oh someone told me that i need to be more confident so i'm here it's like no do you want to do this for yourself? Because this is going to require 
like this is going to require work from you and commitment from you um because it's not i'm not your savior i'm not your uh magic wand lady like <laughs> i mean the work we do together might feel like magic sometimes but i'm not here to um fix you or save you you know so if you don't truly have that deep desire to create change in your life it's going to be really challenging for you to go through this work um because it's not always pretty and it might get worse before it gets better sometimes that too you know so are you willing to go through this process for an incredible transformation, right? Even like um, the, the metaphor of being reborn. Think about being in the birth canal. Like birth sucks, probably. I mean, I don't remember it, but like, it's probably not pretty. And, and you're being squeezed into this like tiny canal. Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um it's not always like magical and unicorns and rainbows. So but it's so amazing to be reborn to transform and you can do that many many times in your life depending on what your goals are, I guess. Um but yeah, so besides that, really nothing. So you know you want to create change. So being open to having a conversation with somebody about that, like, what is it that you want to create change in your life? Like, which area of your life are you dissatisfied with? Or where would you like to enhance your satisfaction? Yeah. And then what about aftercare? Like, after these uh, sessions and things like that, like anything that they need to be mindful of? Yeah, I mean, so for core transformation, not really, except knowing that if you are working with a challenging, like, it's not just a mild issue, like, oh, sometimes I get a little bit, you know, irked when someone honks at me or something like, if it's something more challenging, like self-worth or <laughs> these deep, these deep programming things, it might require more sessions. But this is also what I like about core transformation is that there's not really any homework except to live your life and to see how things unfold. And for myself and for my other clients, maybe you can speak to this as like, there's, it, it seems to be more of a natural resolve, like, like a necklace that gets tied up into a giant ball, and then you're playing with it. And all of a sudden it like unties and you're like, I don't know how the hell I did that, but it somehow now is untied. Yeah. So That's, it sounds more just the natural progression, live your life. I guess I asked about aftercare because some of these, um, episodes of interviewing these experts they're like drink a lot of water oh yeah you really exposed your body so like okay yeah fair yes. enough well, well yeah and and hypnosis you got to listen to the tracks right so that's the homework but I agree I uh, this is not probably something everyone talks about but I also believe that it's energetic work you're doing energetic work so with energetic work yeah like take care of yourself drink water rest um <laughs> you know don't always great practices <laughs> yeah you're probably moving something like I noticed my clients are yawning or sneezing or coughing or all of that is movement of energy so um take care of yourself for sure Beautiful. probably don't eat a Big Mac after a session or do <laughs> I don't know whatever live your life right <laughs> um so besides the you know, work you do, is there other kind of healing modalities that you recommend or that you've done that's been helpful? Yeah. Well, back to the human design thing, by the way, I'm a one three, if anyone's wondering, but 
the the three in my in my profile line is means that I've probably experienced and done a bunch of different things. So um, I would say some of my favorites are go-tos for a quick fix or like uh, EFT tapping. So I think you're going to have an episode on that, which would be really cool. Um, and then there's something I wrote down. So maybe I need to talk about it is it, it's called TAT, Tapa's acupressure technique. I've never heard of it until one of my hypnosis teachers mentioned it. And it's it's kind of like a combination between like acupressure, self, self acupressure. So holding energetic points on your face and like on your head while it's kind of like, um, reading, a reading a script really. And you're, <laughs> you're kind of talking to the different parts of yourself, uh, and just to your, your kind of energetic self. I can't really explain it fully. I didn't like go into deep training, but have done it a bit and you're basically speaking to yourself and saying like, whatever needs to be resolved about this is processing now. And Ooh. as you're holding these energetic points and you're coming to a resolve and any parts that need to like express themselves or expressing themselves now, any, um, yeah, anything that was lingering is now releasing like these kinds of things. So EFT um, and TAT. Yeah. TAT. And then, um, let's say breath work is really powerful too. Cause that's, I'd say breath work is one way to get into a way of being mm -hmm. like that's that's just a one-way ticket to way to being <laughs> for me yeah. and if you're interested in that look at episode three all about breath work awesome um well what is the best way to work with you right now what are some services that you offer yeah so if you'd like to experience one of these modalities, either hypnosis or core transformation, I offer private sessions for that. And you can find them on my website that we'll just link in the show notes. And if you're, so in addition to doing the subconscious work, I'm also a um, entrepreneur support coach. So I, I, I'm a big proponent of doing business your way and not forcing people into modalities or you know strategies just because they work. <laughs> and they've been proven to make money. I'm much more about like, what feels good in your body? You know, how can you, what are your goals and values and how can you create business your way? So I do, I guess in a way, strategic coaching and mentoring for building online business in a service-based industry. So, and I offer private sessions for that. And I also have a co-working club where we meet uh, multiple times a month and we work together, we focus together on stuff that needs to get done. And we also have within that club, some group mastermind sessions. So we get together as a group and we coach each other and support each other in our business. So it's another way to work with me at a, I guess, more accessible price as well. Cool. Lots of different ways to work with you. And where yeah. can the listeners go to connect? Yeah. So either on Instagram at n or at my website, www.alinanikishina.com. That'll just lead you to my link page. And then you can kind of go from there. So perfect. Well, I have, a, I was going to say, I have a uh, Sunday newsletter. Oh, yes. That has subconscious, I call it sub subconscious success Sunday newsletter. So every Sunday I teach you a tip or a trick to set yourself up for success and partner with your subconscious mind and your body to do that. And I'm a part, I subscribe to this newsletter, folks, and she had the email in audio form. 
And I was like blown away. I don't know why I got so excited, but like I've never heard of an email and audio before. So that was really cool. Maybe just because I listen or I really learn by listening, like read, like listening to audiobooks rather than reading books are more helpful, I guess, for me. They resonate more. So anyway, subscribe also to that newsletter, folks. You're going to get some good tips. Alina, uh, thank you so much for talking about your services, your modality, sharing your unique experience too of what led you to this work. I love you so much. I'm so grateful you're, you're in my life and your services have changed mine. Like there's, I can't go back. Like I, I literally can't go back to the ways I was thinking. Like I know too much now. So thank you. <laughs> You've been uh, expanded in your awareness. That's beautiful. I love you too, Paige. Thank you for having me on your show. You're so welcome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your words of wisdom. Thank you to my listeners out there. Remember every single day provides a lesson. Go out there, dream big, and I'll catch you next week. Take care. If this podcast truly resonates with you, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media story. Tag me on Instagram or Facebook, and my handle is at pagemitchell.coach. I'm so excited to see what you shared and connect with you. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, take care.